0: listening is important. Lack of listening never encourages good communication. Who wants to talk to somebody who's not listening to you? Now, some husbands and wives are guilty of not listening, not listening to one another. And it stifles them in experiencing the oneness that God has for them.
1: I suppose we're all guilty of not listening from time to time. I know I am. And some of us make a real habit of it. But listening is half of communication, It's much more than hearing. It's an active part of the process of exchanging ideas. Greetings and welcome to Verse by Verse. This radio Bible class is led by Pastor Teacher Steve Kreloff of Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida. We're in the middle of Pastor Steve's second message on the topic of communication, and it is part of a series of messages covering many aspects of the biblical family. Yesterday, Pastor Steve was talking about the importance of taking time before we speak to consider our words. Often, we don't stop to think about the damage that some of the things we say can do to our marriage relationship until, well, after we say them, and then it's too late. This morning, we'll be spending some time going back over part of that subject, and then we'll move on to the other side of the equation, listening. Get your notepads and Bibles ready if you have them. Class is about to start.
0: How do husbands and wives use words that tear down and cut each other down? Well, the most obvious way is to openly criticize, to be nasty, to uh, to have negative insults, to attack a person's character. Uh, That's kind of obvious. But some of us, and you don't need me to tell you the obvious, some of us practice unwholesome speech in a not so obvious way. For example... We can cut down our spouse by giving them a compliment and then in the next breath, taking it away, and it crushes. I call this next breath speech. For example, darling, that was a great meal, but in the next breath, why don't you cook that well more often? That's true. People do that. Or, dear, I really appreciate the way you mowed the lawn this time, but in the next breath, I just wish you'd do it that way more often. Or... Thanks for calling me to let me know you'll be late. But in the next breath, I can't understand why you don't do that all the time. Now, those are ways that uh, unwholesome speech that tears down a relationship. It's a subtle way of being very negative. And there are people who do this, not just with their spouse. They are experts at doing this with other people. And they can't understand why their spouse would be upset with them. Because after all, they're appreciative. They say thank you. They they express their appreciation, but they really cancel anything positive they say because in the next breath, they they take it away and they cut down their spouse. You were great, however, did you think? Be careful about that. That's, That's unwholesome speech. Another way we tear down our spouse is by negative talk. Some husbands and wives tear each other down by excessive negative talk. They don't compliment each other, rarely, if ever. Uh, But they criticize with negative uh, talk and and they're constantly criticizing. The other one can never do anything right. They nag, they're correcting. Uh, That's unwholesome speech. And the home then becomes a place that's rather depressing to be in. Another way we tear down our spouse is by um, hasty response, rash talk, words that are spoken in haste are usually words that tear down a relationship because we speak them in anger and we haven't thought, thought them through. And there are some people like that and you, you want to say to them, what were you thinking about when you said that? Because those words hurt. Once again, Proverbs gives us some insight. Proverbs 15. Proverbs 15, verse 28. Just look at a few of these. The heart of the righteous ponders how to answer. So a wise man who's righteous thinks about how to answer, does not rashly get his words out, but the mouth of the wicked pours out evil things. He never ponders. He just speaks. Proverbs 29, verse 20. Do you see a man who is hasty in his words? There is more hope for a fool than for him. So don't be hasty. James 1.19, which is a critical verse. You ought to write this down. Be quick to hear, slow to speak and slow to anger. I think a man who demonstrates this uh, and illustrates how hasty uh, angry talk can tear down a relationship was King Saul. In 1st King, in 1st Samuel rather, chapter 20, he is uh, having a conflict with his son Jonathan about King David who Saul despised and was very jealous of and very threatened by. And David, David and Jonathan were, were the closest of friends. And listen is what he said to his own son. Then Saul's anger burned against Jonathan and he said to him, You son of a perverse, rebellious woman, do I not know that you are choosing the son of Jesse to your own shame and to the shame of your mother's nakedness? For as long... As you, as the son of Jesse lives on the earth, neither uh, you nor your kingdom will be established. Therefore now send him, bring him to me, for he must surely die. But Jonathan answered Saul, his father, and said to him, Why should he be put to death? What has he done? Then Saul hurled his spear at him, and that will ruin a relationship real fast, at, at him to strike him down. So Jonathan knew that his father had decided to put David to death. And Jonathan arose from the table in fierce anger. And did not eat food on the second day of the new moon, for he was grieved over David because his father had dishonored him. Now, do you think that Jonathan and Saul had a good relationship? Of course not. Saul's unwholesome, hasty words tore down his relationship with his son. Obviously, there were other things that tore it down too, but that was was one of them. And there are couples who uh, they may not be throwing uh, javelins at each other, but they are destroying their relationship because they blurt out words without thinking them through, and they're rash and and hasty. And it hurts the other one, and it grieves the other one, and uh, there's no possibility of being close and experiencing that oneness. Let's look at, at Ephesians 4 again, verse 29. Paul says, Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word as is good for edification. And that's the way we talked. Unwholesome words were the way we talked when we were not Christians. But there are some people who carry that over into their Christian lives. And that's why the Apostle Paul is saying, don't do this. Don't do this. Change. How are we to talk? He said, words that build up. Words that edify. Words that don't tear down, words that, in other words, our motivation in speaking to our spouse is not just to get what's on our chest off of it or, or get the last word or make our point. It's, it's not even primarily to just communicate. It's to build them up, to say something that's helpful. It may be that we have to speak the truth in love, which, which does sometimes hurt. But it is eventually not to harm, but to help, to encourage your spouse. And do you do that? Do you say words that build up? Or are you negative? Are you critical? Or do you have uh, uh, next breath kind of language where then in the next breath you just tear them down? Or hasty words. Now notice, Paul says that the words that we speak should be according to the need of the moment. He says that in verse 29. Edification according to the need of the moment. That indicates that, that not only is there a right motive in speaking, but there's a right time. You know, it's incredible. I, I was just reading this week in Proverbs 27. Let me read this to you. Don't turn there, but let me read this to you. This is an unusual verse. Proverbs 27, verse 14. He who blesses his friend with a loud voice early in the morning, it will be reckoned a curse to him. You say, wow. Well, what does that mean? <laughs> you know, is there anything wrong to, in, in praising someone? Uh, that's, what, that's what it means. He blesses his friend. It means you say to your friend, uh, I praise you. A loud voice. Is there anything wrong being loud? No, not necessarily. That's enthusiasm. But it is wrong if your friend is not a morning person. That's the point. Nothing wrong in blessing your friend. Nothing wrong in doing it with enthusiasm. But don't do it while he's sleeping. That's the point. There is a wrong time for even the right uh, words. And it indicates that there is some wrong timing... In using words and communicating. Let, let me give you a, a, a down-home example of how this can happen in, a, in, in your home. Your wife has been with the kids all day, which is a challenge. Which is a challenge. They've been getting on her nerves. And it's been building. And build. You've been at work, men. And it's been building and building until finally she explodes. Now, we don't justify that. We don't say, well, she had every right to explode. If you've been with these kids all day, you'd explode. No, that's wrong. But she does it. And she's yelling at the children now just as you walk through the door. She's been cool all day long. But finally she's had it. And she's angry, she's exasperated, she's frustrating. This is not the time for you to give her a lesson on on the proper behavior of being with the children. This is not the right time to sit down and let me lecture you on how to behave. You haven't been with those kids. You don't know what it's like. And you may have the best of intentions but wait till things calm down. I mean, that, that's just some—that's just common sense. But a lot of us don't use common sense. So, first principle we looked at today: use beneficial words. Are you going to do that? Are you going to decide in your heart that you're not going to be negative anymore? And there are many other ways to be negative. We just we race against the clock in sharing these things. But uh, that you're going to use words. You're going to consciously pray and ask the Lord to help you to speak to your spouse with positive, encouraging words.
1: It is easy to find fault, isn't it? But it's a lot more satisfying to be an encourager. When you can say something that builds someone up and see the joy in their face or the embarrassment, you can spend some time thanking the Lord for enabling you to make someone's day a better day. So I encourage you to find ways to build up your spouse. Give them a good reason to be glad they married you. They'll most likely return the favor. We will let Pastor Steve move on to another biblical principle for communication in just a minute. We'd like to take a moment to welcome you. If you've just tuned in, you're listening to Verse by Verse. It's a radio Bible class led by Pastor Teacher Steve Kreloff of Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida. He has served as the pastor there since 1981. Verse-by-verse ministries came out of a desire to make his expository or verse-by-verse style of teaching available to a larger audience. So if you're new to the class, we welcome you. And whether you're new or you've been with us for a while, we're glad to have you on board. Let's get back to class now so Pastor Steve can get on to his next principle. I don't want to give it away, but it reminds me of my grandfather when I was a little boy. He wore a hearing aid. And when he didn't want to be disturbed, he just turned it way down. Now, here's Pastor Steve.
0: Second principle today, which is really the fourth one, is be a good listener. My, oh, my, this is important. Nothing in effective communication is more important than good listening. And it's a hard thing to do. It's something I've always struggled with, quite frankly. I've always had a problem. I remember in grade school... My teacher saying to me, Stephen, they always called me Stephen when they were somewhat annoyed me. Stephen, you are hard of listening. Not hard of hearing, but hard of listening. And and, it's something I've struggled with. But nothing hinders effective communication like poor listening. And the, the encouraging thing is that these are habits we get into. It's a habit I developed in school of not listening to the teacher and thinking about baseball, and thinking and daydreaming, and things like that. But habits can be broken. That's the encouraging thing. So don't think, well, that's just me. I have a hard time listening. Well, you can change, because it's a habit you got into. It's a habit you can break and, and change. Now, good listening is so important, and you know how, how much it means to you when someone listens to you. Have you ever had the experience of talking to someone that you know was not interested in what you were saying? They were just tolerating you or looking like they were interested. They weren't listening to you. And you know this because their eyes are moving or they're yawning or they're looking at their watch or they're looking at you with a blank stare and you're thinking, you're not listening to a word I'm saying. I remember years ago, this is absolutely true. And of course, all I'm telling you is true, but this is especially uh, significant. This uh, I was talking to a man and I don't even remember what I was saying, but it was, you know, it, it must have been important because this man was important. And I was sharing uh, something with him. And all of a sudden, he, I mean, he's looking at me and all of a sudden he says, Klein, I've got to call Klein. And, <laughs> Do you know, you know what you feel like that? Klein, what are you talking about? Klein. He said, oh, yeah, I re- I've got to call Klein. And uh you know, I just felt like walking. At what? Why? Why bother talking? You're not listening. Good listening is important. And this lack of listening does does ne- never encourages good communication. Who wants to talk to somebody who's not listening to you? Now, some husbands and wives are guilty of not listening, not listening to one one another, and it stifles them in experiencing the oneness that God has for them. Now, why should we be good listeners? I think that's a significant question. Why should we be good listeners? Is it just you know some psychological device designed to make people think that you're really interested in them? No. Do you know? Let me give you three reasons why we should be good listeners. Number one, God the Father is a good listener. 1 Peter 3.12 says his ears attend to their prayers. God hears your prayers. Does God ever say what? I'm, not li- I'm too busy taking care of things over here. No, God listens. Second reason, Jesus Christ is a good listener. John 15, verse 15 says, All things that I have heard from my Father, I have made known to you. Everything, because I was listening. In fact, in the Gospel accounts, when anyone ever came to the Lord Jesus, did he listen to them? Sure, he knew exactly what they were saying. He listened to them, and then he told them the truth. And also, the Holy Spirit is a good listener. In John 14, verse 26, and John 16, verse 13, it says that, the, and I'm paraphrasing, that the Spirit heard every word that Jesus spoke to his disciples because it said that he'll bring to your remembrance all that I've said to you. So the Spirit was listening. If the triune God is a good listener, then we ought to be motivated and inspired to improve our listening. And if God the Father and God the Son and God the Holy Spirit think it's important to listen to you, then don't you think it's important to listen to your spouse? We don't we don't need any other reasons than that. Now, let me give you some biblical truths about listening. Number one and and this is a discipline and these are habits you need to cultivate to, to help us to be better listeners when our spouse is speaking. These are things that I'm working on. Number one, let your spouse speak without interruption. Let your spouse speak without interruption. Let me give you a very, very convicting verse. Proverbs 18, verse 13. I think this is one that we all should memorize. Proverbs 18, verse 13. He who gives an answer before he hears, it is folly and shame to him. Somebody is speaking to you, and you just answer before they're finished. The Bible says it's folly and it's shame. And based on this verse, many husbands and wives act shamefully because they constantly interrupt one another. Constantly interrupt one another. Husband is telling the, is telling the story of how they went out to dinner on Friday, and the wife said, no, 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 that was Saturday. That was Saturday. Or... Uh, The wife is saying, we were driving 50 miles an hour. No, no, no. I distinctly remember it was 48 miles an hour. Uh, Or you start a a story and your spouse has to interrupt and finish the story. Constant interruptions and not allowing someone to talk, that exasperates a spouse, a person. And and what eventually happens is they just stop talking. They figure, why talk? You're always going to interrupt me. You always have to grab the spotlight. Anything I say, you correct me on And that's where some couples are. Uh, The communications have just come to a halt. Because the other person just figures, why bother? And sometimes we interrupt not to correct, but because we disagree. Especially when our spouse is criticizing us. Oh, what do you mean? And we don't let them finish. Instead of really listening, we want to react in anger and defend ourselves. And that's where James 1.19 says, be slow to anger. Be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. Because the moment you get angry, you aren't going to hear what your spouse is saying. You're too busy thinking about how you're going to defend yourself. Now, something else to help us become better listeners is is this. Number two, give your spouse your undivided attention. This is just common courtesy. Common courtesy. It says, you are important to me. I will put down and stop whatever I'm doing. If I can, now, if you're in the middle of, of uh, doing something that can, you can stop, that's another story, but most of us can. You know, I hate it when I speak to somebody on the phone and I know that they're doing work. I know that. Because I hear little conversations in the back. I hear somebody talking to his secretary. Or, or I, I'm saying something and the response is, is just a moment too late. Or what do you think about that? Yeah, yeah, that's... So, did you hear me? And I feel like saying, look, why don't you call me back? Or why don't I call you when you have some time? I, I hate talking to someone when I don't have their, their undivided attention. And, when you, and all of us do that. When this happens, it just is very frustrating. And when, you're stop, when your spouse is speaking to you, stop what you're doing. Give them your full attention. Turn the television off. Put the newspaper or a book down. Look at them. But have your eyes look at their eyes and listen to them. See, some of us give the impression that we're really listening and we do all the right things outwardly and we don't interrupt, but we're really not listening. We just look like we're listening, but we're thinking about what we're going to say next. Be very careful about that. I know, I do that all the time. And that's why you don't know what the other person is saying. And that's no communication because I'm thinking, now here's what I'm going to say. That's wrong. A third, a third way, uh, truth, to, uh, to help us be better listeners is, number three, stop monopolizing the conversation. Some of us just plain talk too much, and it destroys good communication. The Bi- you know, the Bible condemns talking too much. Yes, it does. Proverbs, chapter 10, verse 19. When there are many words, transgression is unavoidable. But he who restrains his lips is wise. Proverbs 17, verse 27. He who restrains his words has knowledge, and he who has a cool spirit is a man of understanding. In verse 28, this is great. Even a fool, when he keeps silence, is considered wise. When he closes his lips, he's counted prudent. He may not be wise, but he's not going to show his ignorance by speaking. Proverbs 12, verse 23. A prudent man conceals knowledge, but the heart of fools proclaims folly. That is a person. Some people are motor mounts. They never stop and they just proclaim. folly. They just go on and on. And, on and it's nonsense talk. Now, why do people talk so much? Why do people talk too much? Um, let me give you a few reasons. Number one, it could be pride. And I suspect this is where most of us are at if we talk too much. Uh, our, in our pride, we're thinking that we, what we have to say is more important than the other person has to say. or well, the other person has to say So I'm just going to talk more than them. What we have to say is just worthwhile. It's, that's just pride. That's just sinful pride. And we may pretend to be interested in what our spouse is saying, but actually what we do, and some of us are experts on this, we maneuver the conversation to get it to a, to a place that interests us. But it looks like we're really interested in what they're saying. But we're just maneuvering. We're just talking, talking, talking until we get it on something that we feel comfortable with and we're talking about it. So sometimes we talk because of pride. Recognize that that's just sinful. That's just wrong.
1: Ouch. That one really hit home. Did you catch that? We like to maneuver the conversation around to a subject that interests us. When you think about it, that's pretty selfish and... No, almost every one of us has at least a desire to do that, if not a tendency to do it. In fact, I'm a little reluctant to continue talking myself, but there are some things we really need to say as we conclude today's class, so please bear with me. I really do wish we had time to go on today, because Pastor Steve has some more reasons why some of us just can't seem to stop talking. But we'll have to save that for tomorrow. I hope you can be here for that. You're listening to Verse by Verse. Pastor Teacher Steve Kreloff is our instructor in this Radio Bible class. Since 1981, Pastor Steve has been exercising his gift of expository, or verse-by-verse, teaching at Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida. Verse-by-verse ministries resulted from a desire to make Pastor Steve's practical lessons available to more people. And so we now have classes every weekday morning right here on this radio station. Verse-by-verse ministries is a faith ministry which depends on the prayers and the gifts of interested people who have first been supportive of their local church. Many people like to hear Pastor Steve's messages all in one sitting. You can do that if you order an audio CD from our offices. Just call us at 727 239 0306. please leave your name and a phone number and we'll return your call during weekday office hours that number again is 727 239 0306 if you would like to hear this program again it's on our website versebyverseradio.org you can listen to it at our website or subscribe to our free podcasting service Spend some time on the website and learn more about verse-by-verse ministries. We have a link there so you can also sign up to receive our complimentary newsletter, which has more information about the ministry as well as some useful study materials. The website once again is versebyverseradio.org. We need to move on now, but we plan to be back again tomorrow. We hope you can be here too. Until then, may God bless you richly.